Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, as well as giving me the activities of my limbs. And Lord knows these memes just ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing, but that's going to be all right. It's going to be all right, as Kendrick Lamar once said in his song. And so today, like I said, I want to thank you for joining me for another episode. I'm trying to get all these gadgets and gadgets and all of this stuff to work right. I was telling people I've lost some weight, but Lord, now that I've lost some weight, my body still hurts. This is, no, this is not fun. So... If you are out there on Facebook, you want to join in, Giselle, I didn't get a chance to get in touch with you, Karen, Tammy, Joanne, Byron, Bob, and all of you guys out there, give me a call. To join in on the conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because today's topic is entitled, Learn How to Pray. With all that we are seeing, witnessing, experiencing, I'm, I'm watching the news now. They're talking about this hurricane that's going to be hitting Florida soon. We need to pray. We really need to pray. And so I will say, because I know everybody is not a believer, so I'm not fooled or bamboozled by that. I also know that sometimes individuals will tell you that they're praying for you and they ain't thinking about you. And I also know that there are some people that will pray for your demise that will pray against you. So prayer, that lets you know how powerful prayer can be if a person can do all of that and try to get the same kind of outcome. Now, when we start talking about prayer, and I wrote down, even on the radio thing, and I'm looking at my screen because I'm trying to make sure to see if I got any callers calling in, and I said, more than ever, we need to pray. I've heard individuals question why. Why should I do that? Ain't nothing going to happen. Things will still be the same. But do you really believe that? Do you trust God? Do you pray for yourself? Do you pray for others? When you tell individuals, well, I'm going to pray for you, are you really going to do that? Or are you just saying that, you know? Because sometimes, like I said, we take things and people for granted. But knowing the will of God can be complicated because Sometimes I remember I heard my daughter-in-law say about um, a guy, a male friend of mine, she wanted him to pray for her. And she said, God, answer your prayers faster than he answers mine. I was like, dang, why would you think that? But she did. She felt he had a better relationship or a better, healthier prayer life than she did. So she asked him to pray for her. And sometimes we can get the same results, even if we just... Pray for ourselves, especially if we trust God and we have an understanding or a better understanding of what's in God's will. Because everything is not going to happen. It's not, not like it's Burger King, have it your way, or a genie in the bottle saying, if I ask God for this, he will automatically give it to me. Because his ways is not our ways, his timing is not our timing. And sometimes we will only, and many of us, and I'm, I'm going to say me too, Many of us are guilty because we will only go to God in prayer when we want something or when we need something or when we are in trouble. But what about when you're not in trouble? What about when you just need to take that time and just say, Lord, I want to thank you for the things that you've given me. Thank you for all. What about those times? 
sometimes we kind of forget about that. So I want to hear your thoughts in regards to that, and I also want to know, because what really brought this to my attention, I was exercising, and I know my daughter can't be laughing at me, but I was really exercising, and I was listening to Jamal Parry in one of his sermons. And one of his sermons, he was talking about that it's none of my business in regards to the topic that he was using. But one of the things that he said that caught my attention was that we need to teach our children to do more than just pray over their food. And I was like, oh, that's deep. Because why do we pray over our food? Are we praying that there's you know, nourishment to our body, that, you know, the hands that prepares the food for us. And I'm not a prayer warrior, so I'm not. I'm not going to sit up here and say that I'm holier than thou and I know how this stuff works. I'm not going to do that. I am a therapist. So as a therapist, my perspective may be a little different, but I grew up in the church. When he said that about we need to teach our kids to do more than just pray over our food or over their food, it kind of got me, kind of stuck me, like, ooh. Because sometimes even on Thanksgiving, even on the holidays when we're blessing the food, you know, I was the one that would be laughing, telling jokes, I get in trouble, I get kicked by my aunties because I'm sitting up here laughing because I was feel so uncomfortable because I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know the words to say. So if I had to take lead, it's going to be a problem. So when we start talking about that, who taught you how to pray? Who taught you what it was all about? I used to watch my mother. I was, you know, trying to figure out the speaking in the tongues and all of this other stuff and communicating with God. And I will never forget one time my mother told me, Anna, I see you. I miss you. I haven't seen you in a while, but you know I know who you are. So I remember one time my mother told me, she said, Jeanette, you wore my Bible out. I didn't believe her at first until I actually saw the Bible falling apart, pages falling all apart. I was like, was I really that much of a handful? But she was praying for me. I had other people praying for me. I still have to this day people praying for me. And I am grateful for that because sometimes people will pray for you even when you don't even know how to pray for yourself. The other day I went and spent some time with my, I call her my other mother, Miss Parks, and I know Mother is still, still probably mad at me because i got to make my way over there to see her too. And with Mother Parks, Miss Parks saw how much pain I was in. She was and she's been following up with me just to let me know I'm, I care about you. I love you. And sometimes that's what prayer do. It kind of lets people know I love you. I got you. I'm watching you. And I'm turning it over to a higher power because I know that they can take care of you or he can take care of you and watch over you even when I can't. And that's when we start talking about a mother's prayer, a father's prayer, because there's different types of prayer. Now, like I said, that's what got my attention when he said we need to teach our kids to do more than to pray over their food. And I was like, that's deep. Then I also heard it when he kind of put it in terms of we need to start praying more in public. A lot of times, I remember even as a kid growing up in Compton, when I would see people praying in public, I would say, oh, that lady crazy. Oh, that, mm-mm. No, she wasn't crazy. She was trying to get her point across. She was trying to let you know, I'm not playing with you. And I had to learn how to see things differently because the way he, when I'm talking, when I say he, I'm throwing Jamal Bryant when he was doing the sermon, the way he put it out there when he said we need to pray more in public, 
Because when you are there in public, somebody got to do something. Somebody got to do something about this, meaning we can't do anything ourselves about this storm that's about to hit or this hurricane that's about to hit Florida. But we can still make sure we let people know that we care, we're concerned. If you have to evacuate, these are things, some of the things that we can do. You know, when we start talking about some of these policies and these laws and some people feel like their hands are tied, sometimes we can go back in and we can start praying. Now, I didn't even feel like doing a show today because my feet are burning so bad. I texted my doctor. My doctor email was like, look, my feet look like that of a 99-year-old woman. My feet hurt. And just one foot. And it's bad when one foot hurts. I feel like James Brown now. Get on the good foot. But the thing is, I said, I got to be obedient. I just got to keep it moving. I got to – it's not about me. It's not about how I'm feeling. It's not about this pain because I know that there's a lot of other people that's in far more pain than what I'm experiencing with my feet just feel like they on fire. So, but, like they say, no weapons formed against me shall prosper because it's going to be all right because I'm going to keep pressing my way and continue to be obedient. Now, when we start talking about learning how to pray, and I didn't even call Miss Tammy. I didn't get a chance to put all this stuff out because I was kind of conflicted on whether I was going to even do the show today or not because I'm like, you know what, I need a break. But I could not just sit on this information, especially with all that's going on in the world. And like I said, when we start talking about are we just praying when things are going bad or when we want something, or do we pray and thank God when things are going okay in our lives, when we feel that we are being a we are blessed, and are you being a blessing to another? Now, I'm going to go into some of the things that I kind of looked at in regards to how to pray. And it talks about even some examples. And it says, I pray that you will cleanse me, strengthen me, guide me, so in all ways of my life, may I live as you would have it live, cowardice, and for you alone, show me to live in true humility, true contrition, and true love. Now, that's just deep. Because when we start talking about praying, I used to always say, what am I supposed to say? What is this conversation supposed to be like? I was talking to Jerome the other day, and he was talking about um, basically being able to not really speak in tongues, but interpret tongues. And when a person speaks in tongues, it's their conversation with God. Not everybody can interpret what another person is saying because it goes back to this kind of like none of your business between them and God. But there are people that can interpret that. But when we start talking about, well, what do I say? They got a tip, and they say it. You will say something like, God, you are so mighty and strong, loving Father. You hold the world in your hands. Thank God for his goodness and his mercy. God is merciful, loving, and generous. Take the time to include worship in every prayer. So it's kind of like giving a person a compliment. When you're in a relationship with somebody, because it's like this is your relationship. When you're validating someone, when you are assuring someone, when you let letting them know I love you, they'll do more. They'll be there for you. Now, I'm looking at something that talks about how do I say a well-rounded prayer to God. Because that's where some people get caught up. But I want to even start with the five basic prayers because 
We talk about the prayer for and praying over our food. We talk about the prayer for when a person got to have a medical procedure and you want to pray that the doctor's hands be blessed or that the person come out the way they're supposed to come out in God's will. You can tell them in pain, but it's okay. The basic forms of prayer are adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, and supplication. So when they look at these things and we start talking about how do I say or how do I start a prayer, end a prayer, what are the main three prayers? The prayer for protection, the prayer of transformation, and the prayer of restoration. Now, that's huge. Protection. Lord, we need your protection right now from some of the wickedness that's going on in this world, from some of the stuff that's going on with our weather. But then when you go and you read the Bible, if you are a believer, and it talks about if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, that is a powerful scripture. And that's a scripture that I stand on because I'll never forget my ex-mother-in-law. She used to always quote that prayer so much. I'm trying to figure out where can I put my foot. She would, <laughs> I got an elevated at her. She would quote that so, and it started making sense. And even though it's been 10 years to this day since her passing, that was powerful. And she meant exactly what she was what she was saying in regard to that. Because we do need to do better. Like they say, when you know better, you do better. Now, the next one, like I said, protection, transformation. We need for some things to change, and we need for some things to be restored. We definitely need some things to be restored. Now, when we get into this and we talk about the most basic prayer, and it, who don't remember this one? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's so basic. Most individuals remember that. Now, I'm going to call Ms. Cook, because I told her I was going to do this show today. And I know people are busy. I get that. And that's why I don't do my best not to bother anyone. I know that i got to be obedient. I know other people got other things they got to do. But I'm going to call her and tell her I need her help on this one because I want to hear what she got to say. Mm. I got my foot up on this desk. No. Why you didn't call in? Precious predicament. 
your nickname. And sometimes we all grieve and we mourn differently. Because when I was in this pain, I remember when my mother was in pain, and my mother would call me with her pain, and I would be like, Mom, you're in so much pain. You need to go to the doctor. You need to da 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 And I had all of these different things and remedies that I wanted her to do. But then I remember when I would be in pain as a kid, and my daughter had me cracking up, but I need to uh, go buy me some, we would get some Dr. Titian and antiseptic, and we would rub it or whatever that was bothering us. And I'll never forget what time my daughter told me. She said, Mom, you know your family was worshiping mouthwash. Well, right about now, the way my feet are on fire, I need some Dr. Tishman antiseptic because it was something in that Dr. Tishman that was even able to make everything feel all right because this, oof, come on, come on now. Okay, so getting back to what I was talking about in regards to the prayers, I'm looking at something, and it talks about what are the most powerful prayers. Now, they have what's called 15 of the most powerful prayers. Like I said, we did the, the, the Lord prayer, our Father who art in heaven, and then breathe in me, O Holy Spirit, in my thoughts. May they all be holy. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We always, that, that's another one that comes up a lot. And, O gracious and holy Father, we got our morning prayer, we got our Christ in me prayer, our serenity prayer. Being that I am in the field of addiction and addictive behaviors and I work with individuals from all walks of life as a therapist, one of the things that I reiterate is the breaking down of the serenity prayer. When you start talking about courage, when you start talking about wisdom, when you start talking about knowledge, that is huge because sometimes we need to remind, be reminded of these things. And bless all who worship thee. And those are just some of the prayers that they indicate. And it says, how do I say prayers? Now, we don't say prayers the way we want to say prayers. I tell individuals, sometimes you might just want to just go off and you just, Lord, where are you? And then sometimes it's, Lord, I need thee. Lord, I need thee. So it, it depends. It depends on where you are. It depends on where you're at, even if it's a confession a prayer, even if it's a thanksgiving, a supplication. you got to know where you are. Now, Michonne has not called in, so I'm going to have to um, text her the number because I don't know where she is. So let me give her a call. I mean, not call her, but let me text her the number so she can call in if I want six. And if you want to call in and you want to join in on the conversation, give me a call. At 516-387-1914. And if you are in um, leadership at church or if you are a prayer warrior or if you are a mother of the church, I definitely want to hear from you. 516-387-1914. You know what? Now may be the time for me to call um, Mother Estelle since I know uh, that I'm in trouble. I'm trying to see if Miss Sean called. Let me see if. If Mother Estelle, if she could, if she go answer her phone, <laughs> I'm laughing because that's my defense mechanism. So I laugh sometimes, especially when I know I'm in trouble. Okay, so let me see. Okay, Mother Estelle, I got Mother Perkins, Mother Estelle. Okay, she's calling in now. Okay, so let me call Mother Estelle to see if she answered the phone. Because I just have a question that I want to ask her in regards to learning how to pray. 
I learned a lot from my elders. Hello? Hello? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, good. I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> you, yeah, see, I'm, you see, I'm laughing. I, I, I'm in trouble, and I got you on the radio, but I know I'm in trouble with you. But I have a question for you because mm-hmm. I'm being obedient as far as as much pain as I'm in right now on my foot. I'm still doing the show. But I have a question as it, relearn, as it relates to learning how to pray. And I heard Jamal Bryan preach on Sunday, and he was saying how we need to teach our kids to do more than just pray over their food. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, even growing up in the church and being a mother of the church and having children in ministry and things of that nature, I ask the question, how do you learn how to pray? How, how do you? What, what, what do you do? How do you, how do you teach your kids that, you need to just learn how to pray for the world, pray for yourself, pray for others. How do you do that, Mother? Well, one thing, after one years of praying and stuff, my mother and father taught us how to pray a while through. And the first beginning with little kids, you teach them how to uh, bless their food. Mm-hmm. You teach them how to, you know, thank God for the food that I'm receiving. And you teach them how to be thankful for the food that they're receiving and um, bless the hands that prepare this mm-hmm. food. And then you thank Jesus for making it possible for us to have this food. Mm-hmm. And we started at something small like that. All little kids should, should start at something like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father, for the food we are receiving. Thank you, Father, for the blessing. Thank you, Father, for the hands that prepare the food, and on and on. And nowadays, there's two or three different ways that parents teach their kids. And they teach their kids how, you know, just with that, thank you for the food that we, I am about to receive. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the, uh, the hands that prepare, always bless the hands that prepare the food, and always thank Jesus for making it possible. Mm-hmm. So then... Mother, still, I got my question. Then, because we teach we teach people about praying for food, but then when we start talking about praying for the world, praying for our health, praying for our, our different things, now I got people calling in on the show now. Let me log these individuals on, and I'm, I'm not so on. Your prayer. Every prayer should start out with Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, I thank you. Mm-hmm. I thank you for your blessing for waking me up this morning. Mm-hmm. I thank you for all things. And then you start out with, Father, I'm asking you for this blessing mm-hmm. upon your people. Bless your people. And if you want to call names, they always say when you start calling out names, you get in trouble. So I never call names. I just ask God to overall bless your people. Mm-hmm. You always start your prayer out with our Father, not just start praying. It's supposed to be our Father. When you are in heaven, how to will be that name. That's how you're supposed to start your general prayer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and who it is that's praying, that's, how, that's the head and the start and the beginning of your prayer. Mm-hmm. And because I remember mm-hmm. talking to a, a woman when I was in my 20s, and I told her, I said, I don't know how to pray. I don't know. Am I asking for something? Am I the, the man to something? Am I telling God? I know it's a conversation. I really didn't know how. And 
she gave me Iyana Van Dant's book, Every Day I Pray. And I started reading the book and reading the scriptures, and I didn't know how to make things my own. So I didn't know how to just go. It was a book. It was a prayer. Mm-hmm. Somebody put in the book, your own prayer. You start with our Father. That's how you start your prayer. Mm-hmm. Because he is our Father, and mm-hmm. he is over all things. So that's how you start your normal prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say, oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for getting me up this morning. I thank you for the things that you've blessed me with. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that. But you have to start with our Father. And then you start, our Father, which are in heaven, hallelujah be thy name. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. your own no, when you start now, talking to no, our father, I know you talk down, but I got father God help me. Sean, so, can you hear me? Yes, okay, I can hear you. Okay, I got two different things on you here now. You got to talk to him on your level. Remember we talked about that? You talk uh-huh. to him on your level. I don't believe that. Okay, who's that speaking? Oh, okay, this is me, Jeanette. Me and my customer, we chimed in. It's Sean Bellelock. Okay, so John, I'm sorry. Thank We're gonna you, put John. it on here. We're gonna put the phone on here. I'm sorry. I got two three one oh eight numbers and you know what, Sean, thank you, because I was waiting on Sean Cook too. And you're right. The conversation of the prayer is on your level. You meet him where you are because God knows. And I think that's where a lot of times we get kinda of caught up because yeah. when we're learning these things, we're a babe in Christ. We're trying to find our way. And sometimes people will say, I'll pray for you and they ain't gonna pray for you, they just saying it. So it's always best to pray for yourself. God will answer and hear that prayer mm-hmm. a whole lot quicker than he will somebody else praying for you. Don't play. Me either. I don't play. 
authority. Yes, no, no, no way. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can and I when you first start off acknowledging him and letting him know, I need you, I'm coming to you. But this is the thing, too, though, Sean. We shouldn't just always pray when we need something. You got to pray. You pray all the time. I pray 365 oh, days, the good days, the bad days, the NBA days. days. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm saying thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for waking me up. Even if it's a bad day, wake you up. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to be here. Thank you for giving me breath in my body. Thank you for anointing my body. You know, even when mm-hmm. I'm having pains and ailments, I still say thank you because I'm here mm-hmm. to feel the pain. A lot of people can't feel pain. You know, so I you you pray you pray all the time. It's no good time and no bad time to pray. He say praise me all the time and put me mm-hmm. first before anything because we have a jealous father. He don't like to be put on the back burner. I don't care what nobody say. He put me first before you put anything, any idol, or anything because he give it to you and he can snatch it away. You got, but you know what the thing is, this Sean, you guys are both saying the same thing, but we got one coming from an older generation to a younger generation. And that's why I call Mother Estelle because Mother Estelle is a praying mother. And when you are a praying mother, you learn how to pray, and especially when you've been raised in the South and you've seen some things mm-hmm. before your time and you're watching the world as things are going, and it seems like they have this, and I'm not saying all, because I've heard some pastors say some people get so old and they bust the bottom out of hell, you know, but we don't have a heaven or hell to put nobody in. But what I'm saying is we all go about it differently, but we got to learn how to develop a prayer life. we got to learn how to learn how to pray effectively. we got to learn what prayer is all about and not take advantage of it and use it for evil as, as well as that some people do. Some people will pray for you. Well, I mean, I'm not you use it for evil. Uh, to me, to me, I think when you, I mean, to say that word, because I have prayed for God to help me and defend me in a time of war, I feel like if, if somebody is doing something wrong to me, instead of me doing it, I ask God to, Father God, please help me, because I don't know which way to do it, and I don't want to go about it the wrong way. So could you fight this battle for me? So I don't know if that's evil or not, but I'm asking him to do it in his way. Mm-hmm. And that's so I wouldn't great. call it evil, but I would call it in being a better way to doing it than doing man's way. Because man's way, I might want to go bust your head open, but I'm asking God to to do it. You know, you do it. Help me, because I want to do it the wrong way. So you help me. You like my battle.
Okay, let me ask this. This is Sean. Sean Kipka. Um, I've been listening to you guys. Yeah. 
I was literally confused. I grew up with a Christian grandmother, a, a, a mother, a, a, my biological mother and God in Christ, a Jehovah Witness grandmother. That I was real like, what in the world is going on here? You know, they want you to do it their way, but you there you go. Their way, you have to do it God's way. There you go. You there you go. God's way, you can't do that. You can't rely on them. They can't die for you. They can't eat for you. They can't get you well. That's you true. know, they bring you up in the spirit reign. And when you get up in the spirit reign, you get on your own. You start talking 12 years old. You're on your own when it comes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. You start praying and taking care of your own soul salvation. There you go. There you go. And I thank God, me, myself, I was taught as a as a young girl, and we grew up in the churches. My, my grandmother used to clean up the church. So she was a praying woman, too. But she taught me, you praise him all day, all the time, not just when you're doing bad, when you're doing good. My, that's the way I was taught. And I was taught the way you pray. You pray to him like he's your father, like you talk mm-hmm. to him. That's yes. the way yes. I was taught as a little girl. I didn't understand it, unfortunately, until I got older and started having my own children, and I started going through stuff. Then I really fully understood what my grandmother was trying to teach me. Mm-hmm. You know, you know to, to how to pray and how to talk to him. But I then had a... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm saying that's powerful because a lot of times I didn't understand. I, I'm watching. I'm observing. I'm, I'm like, what is this all about? You know. And sometimes people go through the emotions, but you don't know until you've been there in your in that predicament yourself. Well, you can't do nothing but drop down on your knees and pray and call on God. I tell individuals about my son. I turn them over to God. I can't take them back. So once I turn you over and once I give it to God, I can't play God. I can't do God's work. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, I know. I, this, this is Sean. This is Sean Cook. I'm gonna say this because you say you know, like um, you know when you when you faithful and you have that faith in God, he, He's gonna be there for you. But like I, I'm explaining a bunch of you guys. I know Sean Baylock and and um, uh, Jeanette. Um, when I was at my lowest point from being the from of my health, and um, I started to doubt God. And I, I literally, I didn't say it to other people. It was just in my mind. I'm God, God, have I been praying to you all these years and you're not really there? And he knew. That's why I say, no matter what, God still knows your heart because he knew what where where I was at that point. And literally the next month is when I had the cardiac arrest and he kept me. And my, that heart stopped for that long. We all know it was over three hours. And we all know the, the, the doctor that revived me said that does not happen. So God was, you know, he was coming to me to let me know that, no, I am here. Mm-hmm. And he restored my faith, and it's, I've never I've never had a doubt since then. But I also have been in good health since then, too. You were standing right there. Mm-hmm. You were not alone. He was right there with you. He was just waiting. Mm-hmm. You weren't alone. So he, he, well, that's just like what yeah, you were saying. And, and, and he restored my faith. You were talking about you your mother. And I saw that huh. you had posted some things on Facebook, and um, I saw that. And, you know, we all grieve differently. And when it talks mm-hmm. about God will not leave you nor forsaken you, he'll send you a comforter, one of the things that got me through losing my mother, and you know how me and Jean's relationship was. We was like mm-hmm. all in sicker sometimes, but we was always close, mm-hmm. and we always, mm-hmm. you know, because that was my mama. But God right. plays up in my life to nurture me, and I let them nurture me. So when I started going to Higher Dominion Worship Center, and Mother Estelle would be looking at me like, baby, you're so pretty. Baby, you're so... That was like a mother, and she didn't know I had just lost my mother. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. She didn't know that that you think my mama was a girl, Mother Estelle. I, I would just sit there and laugh because it was so familiar. It was a familiar spirit. Yeah. It's like a child sitting there smelling their mama's perfume, and they think it's mm-hmm, their mother. Mm-hmm. No, so I was, I had that void filled. No, no, nobody can replace my mother, mm-hmm. but I feel right. the nurturing, and I know when I'm in trouble. I know when I'm not around mother still, she's going to be putting the word out looking for me, or, yeah. you know, when I got a call, I'm like, uh-uh, I'm in trouble, or when I don't show up in Compton, mm-hmm. and, you know, my mother was down the street, I knew when I was in trouble. So it just becomes familiar. But the thing is, Sean, hang in there. Mm-hmm. Keep your mother's memory alive. Yes, baby. Let people oh, love on you. Don't be so hard and scared because sometimes we are afraid to lose again. Because people are going to come into yeah. your life for a reason and a season. And, that's and I believe that. I, I believe that because I literally I'm closed back. myself off. I, I love everybody, and everybody knows that. And I, you know, I always bring everybody together. But at the same time, I hate to admit it, I, I feel like the loneliest person in the world. I mm-hmm. truly feel that way. I don't know why, but I, it's so deep until I just don't. And I, I don't live in here alone. That's where I want to be right now. I'm. Not, I just feel so, so lonely. No oh, baby, no it's, baby. It's time. I didn't realize. Listen, Sean, you're not alone. Jesus is there with you. Sean, you're not alone. Sean, I didn't realize. Long, wait a minute. That loneliness 
mess you got up in there, yes. Jesus, take it away. You have to let him. But one thing you're going to have to do is step back and let him come and take it away. You have to remove yourself. Jesus takes this long and this away. I've been here too long. And, mm-hmm. and tell him, you know how long I've been in here and I know how long. And now I'm ready to give it up. Mm-hmm. He's not going to take it unless you tell him you're ready to give it up. If you're ready to give it up, baby, step back, open up your heart, and let him take that mm-hmm. loneliness from you. Mm-hmm. Come sit with me, and we'll help pray it away. You've got to be released, and God will take it away, but he's not going to take it away if you don't release it to him. Correct. you got to release it. And, and I say that. I say it. I think I've said it. I don't know if I said it to Sean Blaylock, but I've said to a couple of people, you know, my I was so close to my mother, and even though she lived hundreds of miles away in Houston, she was literally, I was so close to her until it felt like she was my significant other, so I never missed being single. I mean, you know, having a mate, being single was okay with me. Now that I don't have her, I'm like, oh, my God, I lost my second half, you know? It's, it's, John, I, I know no, that's an odd way of looking at it, but that's the, the way I feel. You know, we talk about ghosts and spirits. I've been in a house that my mama died in for the past nine months. I ain't never been in Compton that long. For nine months, I was in the same house that they carried her body out of. Some days, oh, I would just go in the room and just sit and have a conversation. Some days, I'm reminded of, and when the holidays come, it's normally when you start really missing them, but you learn new traditions. You learn how to do things differently so that you – because that doesn't mean that your life's supposed to end because your mother passed and transitioned. No, You keep their no. memory alive. You keep their memory alive. When my friend Xavier dies in a motorcycle accident, I bought his car. I got a 66 Cutlass um, Oldsmobile sitting in my garage where I'll just walk out there, and every time I walk out there, I'm thinking he pulled it up in my garage. You know – so you do, things, you, mm-hmm, you, you do things to keep it going, and you trust mm-hmm. God, and you pray. They don't leave you. They don't. Uh, baby, uh, Sister Janet, let me share this with her. Uh, uh, three years ago, my step-granddaughter, I shouldn't say my step-granddaughter, but Jasmine, mm-hmm. God had Jasmine out of our life, baby. She, when she was born, she was born with this heart condition, according to the doctor. And she was always, she was always cheerful and bumping around. When she got 17 years old, we was at Christmas. It was at Christmas time. We was at our Christmas party at church. And I know there was something wrong, baby. I looked at her and I said, Jasmine, she said, yes, Granny. I said, you're so cheerful tonight. What's wrong with you? I don't know, Granny. I, I'm feeling good. And she had just went to the doctor that day. And she told the doctor, I don't want you to cut on me no more. You're not going to ever cut on me again. She passed up the surgery. They were going to put a grown-up pacemaker in there. But she said no. And so I said, you know, that something ain't right. So Margaret and I came home, make a long story short, and I said, Margaret, call Jasmine. There's something ain't right. So we called Jasmine. I said, Jasmine, you are right. This is going to be Christmas Day the next day. And she says, Granny, I'm fine. I'm just tired. I'm going to go to bed now. And she said, I'll see you tomorrow. Everybody was up to Tammy's house mm-hmm. thinking they getting things ready for Christmas. They called and said, Jasmine's dead. And I said, what? Mm-hmm. Walked up some steps or something and just. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I said, 
what? This can't be. And I was like, you, baby, I couldn't get it out of my head. Why would God do this now? Why? Why? So God right. knew I was bummed for it. And he knew he had to straighten that out with me. Mm-hmm. I was going to let it go. God, what happened? Uh, this is not right. That night, Christmas night, I went to bed. And he woke me up in a dream and showed me Jasmine flying around my chandelier to let me know that she was all right and that I could let it go. Mm-hmm. And she was sucking on that cupcake with her fingers. <laughs> let her have that cupcake so he, I would know that that was her. Mm-hmm. And after that, I went to sleep, had no more. Mm-hmm. I, I was wow. free of the words he had showed me. He said a couple of words. It was time for me to bring her home. Y'all have had her for 17 years, and she suffered. It's time for her to come home with me. Mhm. And some that be the main thing, Tanya. Sometimes we don't want to let them go. Mm-hmm. We don't want to let them go. I mean, the same thing my mother went through. I'm waiting on my results now, and I'm like, I'm good. It is whatever yeah. happened, happened. I'm gonna live yeah. it out and do what I gotta do. I but, can go, mm-hmm. and, and I can, you know, I can. I got one of the trees or one flower that people give her, Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Is it? All of this guy here, I planted it, and it's, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. it's way up there. You see, that's Jasmine. I go there and look at it, and I saw oh, Jasmine, you're growing so beautiful. And I can look at that tree, and I'm looking at her. But I don't worry about it no more because God said it's time for him to bring her home with him. We got to learn how to You know, God will take it. He will take it, and you will be free from it. You just got to let go. Be willing to let go when he show it to you, when he tell you what happened, and it was time for her to come. Mm -hmm. He wanted her with him. And that's the thing. I knew that she was ready to go. And it's really not a doubt in my mind because that Uh that year, that whole year, she was, like, more happy than I've ever seen her in my life. So I knew she was ready to go, but and like she said, that Thanksgiving we all went to visit her in Houston, and she said that Thanksgiving um, day that um, she knew she had did her job because all of her kids, grandkids, and everything had had their they were at a point where they have their own lives and, and her, and her job was done. She said it, and and I should have known then. And and I'm gonna be honest, I kind of did. I, I and a month later she was gone.
soul. Let some of this anger go. So let the strife go. Let the pain go. A lot of this pain we inflict on ourselves. Let God have that pain. Mm-hmm. Get up, start going places. Come over here. You don't know me and I don't know you, but I feel like I know you now. So come by here. I'm sitting here every day. And we can pray and mm-hmm. talk. If you want to talk about mother, we can do that. If you want to just talk about being free, we can do that. But you got to get mm-hmm. up out of there. Let God have it. You mm-hmm. got to. Because stress is no joke, yeah. and that's yeah. sometimes we stress ourselves out. We'll yeah. say, Lord, take it, give back. Lord, stress and high blood pressure is the number one killer in black women. Oh, yes, it is. Right. Oh, I'm yes, telling you. When my mother passed, I looked it up, and it's, it's my mother passed of hypertension at 47 years old. You know, but dealing with a lot, we deal with a lot and don't even know you're dealing with a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sitting here. I'm I try to do a lot. I try to do a lot. I don't let them bother me, baby. I don't let nothing bother me. My my blood pressure. You know, these doctors and things tell me this. I pray for them, and you know, when they're talking to me, I listen to them. But my life is in God's hands, and I'm not gonna listen to them with all this jive stuff. You you ain't gonna do this. You gonna get no. My blood pressure is fine. My diabetes is fine. I'm going to be fine because God got it. Mm-hmm. And he get ready for me. You know, he's going to say, Estelle, it's time to go. I'm going to go to sleep and wake up in his hands. Mm-hmm. That's, how I, that's how I picture me going home to heaven. So, you know, I, I don't let stuff like that bother me. I'm giving it all to God. I go through my days. I have beautiful days, beautiful nights. I don't let nothing upset me no more. You know, I pray for my grandkids. I don't know how many of them great, great, great grandkids. I you pray said for I don't them. know how many of them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how many there are, but I know a lot of them. I got two great, great, great right here now sleeping. Uh-huh. I still see them, honey. But see, that's because I like God to live for me. I don't mm-hmm. live for me. God live for God, and God live for me. He live in me. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I have to make it, so... Get up sometime and take a drive. To, I'm going to find Mother Estelle. <laughs> find me. I'm sitting right here waiting. Okay? Okay. Hello? Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Like I said, I'm I like the way the show is going because it's God's will and it's the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We start about praying effectively, what prayer is about. Like I said, it's not no Burger King, have it your way, do what you, you know, it's going to be the way you want it to be. It don't always work out like that. So no, we got to go back to the basics. we got to go back to mm-hmm. learning. got to be teachable as well as coachable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we become impatient because we want immediate gratification. We want yeah. you to fix it right now. No, it don't always work like that. And that's no, a learning not process. work like that. Mm-hmm. And it also comes with maturity. We have to learn how to mature. Uh-huh. Even your parents tell you, baby, wait, not right now. Wait till after dinner. Wait till after. And we, no, mm-hmm. I want it now. I want it. If I give it to you now, you're not going to appreciate it. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing with some of the things we ask God for. If He give it to us too fast, we might not know what to do with it. We mm-hmm. might not appreciate mm-hmm. it. We pray for things, we ask for things, and, and we got to be more specific sometimes and be careful with your prayers. 
Even though, yeah, you're having a conversation, but to tell the Lord, Lord, can I get this Jaguar? You know you can't afford to pay no Jaguar maintenance. Or you know you, we ask for things. It's like, why are you asking for that? Because we were taught that. And then a lot of times when we get these things, it's not of God. It's of the, it's of the enemy. Big time. The enemy opens these things up so we can get them. It's not of God. Mm-hmm. God you can't handle something. He ain't going to put that burden on you. Mm-hmm. It's the enemy. The enemy opens up that way. That's where you that serenity come in at. You got to know the difference between the two, and who do? You know, you just got to pray because you don't never know the difference between the two. Unfortunately, as flesh, we don't. That's true. And the carnal mind. Sometimes we got to pray. Sometimes we got to ask the Lord, take me out of it. Separate yeah. me. Create me. Amen. You know I'm too close. Lord, help me with this one because I want to make sure I make the right. I tell these individuals now, and I, I've been real good. i got to pat myself on the back since 2013 because I know I am impulsive. I know when Jeanette wants something, Jeanette wants it, and Jeanette going to do what she got to do to get it. But I learned how to wait and trust God. I learned how to not act on impulse. Don't be acting on impulse because it's not time. Oh, it ain't ready. It ain't right. And now I live. Well, that's why I'm mad in my life because I know God has spared my life too many times. So I don't. I, if it's meant for me, He'll give it to me. If it's not meant for me, I don't worry about it. Mhm. Yeah, that is true. That is so true. And like I said, we got to go back to when we give, when we're praying, and we're having this conversation. We got to trust. Take care of it, you know, because like they said, he's not going to give us someone that we can handle. He can handle this. Mm-hmm. He got And once we Amen. get to India, we can check in, hey, Lord, what's going on, you know, can you give me a sign? Can you help me out here? Can you, Lord, I'm waiting. I do it all I'm the time. Waiting. I do it all the time. I'm like, Father, is love you? I asked him in a minute. I let like you miss you. I need to hear from you because uh, I don't know. Mhm. And you know what? And not I only said, yeah, I, I do that too. Just prayer, and I know we only got like twenty nine seconds left. I like listening to old gospel music. Yeah. Oh, I do too. I do too. It's, it's a message. It's one of those mm-hmm. things to let you know you can get through. The trouble don't last always, or the battle's not mine. You, you, you know what song always come to mind to me? I don't know if you ladies know it, but I'm quite sure Mother do. Is this old building? It's happening. Oh, yeah. Y'all know that? Yeah. 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 Yeah that we need to teach our children to do more than pray over their food. Uh-huh. I said, you know what? Put that out there. Yeah, I need to let you know what? That's what the president. You know what? Unfortunately, I know you finna end, but that's where the mothers, the praying mothers, came in back in the day. That's what we yes. need to bring back. It's a lot more praying mothers because see, they were praying for us. That's how we knew to lead the way. Some way, praying mothers um, faded away. So that's where the prayers came in because I knew we, I was raised around a bunch of them. So now I pray for all the kids, my kids, your kids, everybody's kids. Somebody well, got to pray for them. Somebody going to get that message. You can't hear each other because I got one on the phone and one on a, on another phone. But one of the things that Mother Estelle was saying is, and we did a show about this before about the mother. Mm-hmm. They shut them down. 
The church became so different. Because some strong women in the name of Jesus, there's some strong women. Their grandmamas, honey, they can move mountains. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it. I didn't yes, see it. I didn't so witness it. It became it Man. became a power thing, Shambay. Like that's what happened. The pastor wants to run the church the way he wants oh, to run the church thanks. for the people, and as the people don't want to be told what to do, they become disobedient, and it was taking prayer out of some of the things. Even the altar calls, things was being changed. Term, it was different. The mothers laying hands. The mothers trying to teach women how to be young women. They start yeah. shutting some of that stuff down. That's what God gives yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. So that was part of the problem. And, yeah, we do need to go back to the basics and the basics even with the prayer. So I'm going to yeah. end the show. Like I said, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. If there's love anything you. else you want me to talk about. You too. Or, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Take that away from you. You mm-hmm. What you say, Sean? Okay. Yeah. This is Jeanette, this is my friend Gail been talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was Gail. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I love it. I love it, uh-huh. too. Well, this is basically You ladies are my type of lady. It's about educating. It's about encouraging because sometimes we don't know. We, I, I'm honest about right. my stuff. Amen. I don't know it. I didn't know it. I don't know everything. I know what I need to know. Amen. I need to know. That, but I'm that open. part. I'm Learn. I'm willing to learn. Amen. And I enjoyed you. I enjoyed this. I appreciate Amen. it. I did too. I always do. Okay. I love this. You ladies are my type of ladies. I could talk about Jesus in any topic, any time of the day. You know, because we all got to grow together. And we got to teach each other. What I don't know, I you can teach me. And what you don't know, I can teach you. There you go. Amen. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's how you start building a kingdom. That's that right how you there. That's how you start. Actually, well, our again, kingdom it, is already built. We just got to take it back over. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. And it, it starts sometimes with a simple prayer. Amen. So, I want to thank you joining us here at Pressure Predictions Blog Talk Radio. On Tuesdays is when we normally do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where we try to offer biblical teaching. Well Are you going to end it with a prayer? I can hear. We remember you got this, and again, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Bye bye. She gonna end with a prayer.